Welcome to Exit 425. I am Steve Ray. Our mission here is substantial current affairs information and education that goes where you want it to go. Find the podcast on Apple or Spotify or many other services and find video on YouTube. Content is also on Facebook and Instagram. Today we're speaking with Adrian Foster, Mayor of Clarendon. Adrian, welcome and thank you for joining Exit 425 today. My pleasure. Thank you for doing this. We have a brand new parliament. What are you hoping that a new parliament might have for you and their goodie bag? What oh, do you need uh, from Ottawa? Uh, uh, so, so the question is, do we have a new a new parliament? And oh, fair you point. Know, I, I think we're all trying to digest the results. Uh, you figure the most successful party would be the Greens. They went from one seat to two, <laughs> uh, but their popular vote got got hammered. Uh, and they lost, uh, you know, the the leader. So, uh, and that's that's an interesting backdrop for uh, for what happened. Um, I, I I think the um, the list is pretty consistent in terms of the help that we need from Ottawa. First and foremost, for Clarington uh, and Oshawa, and a highlight of Durham Region is the GO train. Uh, so, funding to help the province uh, get the train out here. We've been promised that. Uh, for years and years and years, and we we need to see something tangible uh, on that uh, file. Ask me about it later. I could talk about that for half an hour, all on its uh, all on its own. Uh, we've had uh, huge success on the broadband file. Money has finally started flowing uh, from uh, from Ottawa and from Queens Park uh, on that. Um, but there are people in some of the more remote areas. Uh, our calculation is about 2% of Clarington uh, by the end of this year will not have access. And, and that's required infrastructure at this point in time. That's, it's like not having electricity, uh, truthfully. So I, I think the province needs to take a look. And if, if we've got that problem here as part of the GTA, it's got to be far worse as you get a little bit further out. I mean, you know, even even remote Clarington isn't really that remote when you think how close we are to the city of Toronto. Uh, you know, and I divert a little bit, but, uh, you know, I can tell you Curtis Road in 401, whether it's been solved or not, uh, Bell Canada was out of phone lines for businesses down there. And you, you scratch your head and wonder how this stuff happens at Curtis and the uh, and the 401. Um, for, for what impact the uh, federal government can have on affordable housing, uh, that has become a massive uh, issue. Uh, so I've got two adult uh, sons, uh, you know, they and, you know, their, their, their partners are, you know, are, are, are employed, they're making, you know, very decent livings and they can't afford uh, houses and rental is uh, incredibly difficult. Uh, we need a, a combined effort, uh, and quite frankly, I don't think government can solve that. Uh, I've been on a bandwagon of, of how the federal government uh, puts policies in place to get some private money, you know, billions of dollars in pension funds. If you can make a reasonable rate of return, uh, we can probably solve the affordability issue. Um, I could probably go on, and those are pretty consistent from year to year to year. It'll be nice to knock one off of the uh, off of the checklist. Well, and when you originally ran as mayor, part of your motivation was uh, was the whole go transit situation, and so here we are, eleven years later, and and you're still, I'm sure, wringing your hands. Ah, uh, it is. Uh, 
you know, it, it, it is frustrating. I, I think though, you know, quite frankly, at, at this point in time, uh, the, we, we need to see something tangible uh, and we need dates on the end of it. Durham Region is working on, I'll be a little bit mysterious here, there, there is a proposal coming forward to Durham. Uh, it'll come forward to Durham Council that, uh, that hopefully will move that file forward, but uh, it's time. The last, in, in the 2014 election, I knocked on a door and people had moved into Bowmanville, uh, you know, uh, right beside where the, the train station would be many years prior to that, uh, so that they could commute to Toronto. They were retiring that year. <laughs> that, was in, that was in 2014. So I'm guessing they moved in, you know, around 2000 or something, thinking that they would have access to the going train. It's, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's well beyond time. Again, in the wake of the election, uh, we have the incumbent leader of the opposition. Is there an advantage having the leader of the opposition as uh, for most of Clarington um, as our MP? And uh, or does it make it make the MP less effective for us? Um, no, I, I don't think um, I, I don't think Aaron uh, could ever be described as uh, as you know ineffective. Access to to uh, to any of the MPs is difficult with them living in Ottawa, uh, but uh, certainly they make staff available. Aaron has always been good with me in terms of sitting down, uh, having a you know having a, an informal cup of coffee a couple of times a couple of times a year. So, um, you know, I think it's the way they manage the office and truthfully staff get a lot more things done. I hate to admit this and you're recording it, but uh, <laughs> staff gets stuff done as opposed to politicians, right? Uh, you know, and I'm not, again, that's that's not a shot, uh, you know, at, at Aaron or anyone, but um, but his staff is is really good. Well, like in the House of Commons, what goes on behind the green curtain um, is way more productive than what goes on. Right. And, and I, I, would, I would suggest that, you know, it's the meeting after the meeting mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, yeah, more, more stuff absolutely get, gets done, you know, off of the floor of, of Parliament or Queen's Park or, or frankly, the region or here uh, as well. Awesome. Um, nearly 700,000 people in Durham, more than a seventh of that is in Clarington. Uh, why are we developing an agglomeration of garbage processing plants right next to the only beach access we have in exit 425? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know that we are. There's a bit of history uh, to that. Uh, so if, if and, and I, I note the other question is representation on on regional council. So uh, if you go back to uh, you know 2000 and uh, 8, 2009, when the whole uh, EFW debate was going on, uh, at the time you had the mayor and the two regional councillors in support. Nobody wants uh, garbage in their community, uh, any, any facility. So I'm thinking the vote at Durham Region was pretty straightforward, uh, given that the local politicians at the region uh, were supportive uh, of that. We're not thrilled with the anaerobic digesters location, uh, which does not mean that we dispute anaerobic digestion. So it's, uh, it's environmentally benign. Uh, and uh, it will delay the expansion of the EFW, which, which I think we can, we can all agree is a, a good thing. Uh, the compost facility, again, that was uh, the mayor of the day uh, many years back, uh, was quite supportive of that. And oddly, while we all like composting, um, 
you know, I live on, on the other side of the wind, but if the wind is blowing in the wrong direction, uh, that is probably uh, the most problematic of the facilities that we have down there, right? Uh, you know, the uh, St. Mary's, they're offsetting uh, coal. Uh, again, we're, we're having dialogue with the province on that. We'll see how far we get. Had a meeting with uh, Minister Pacini, which was, uh, he gave us a lot of time, more time than we've had with, with the Minister uh, of the Environment on a number of things. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it's a challenge. Um, you know, but it's, it, it's not entirely, um, how am I going to put this? Uh, it's not entirely negative. You know, the flip side is if you're worried about climate change, uh, there's a lot going on right here mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, that is mitigating a lot of that. Could it be spread out better? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no question about it. Uh, and I'm not, I, I, I'm not a, one who's against the incinerator by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, the waste energy plant, but because uh, I always believe that we can improve the technology of the scrubbers more than we can improve the technology of a hole in the ground. And, you know, we've got a couple of examples of that in our general area. Um, and so long as those scrubbers are being improved and there's some sort of focus on that, then I think that's a better use than just digging a hole. Yeah, so you know that, that it, it it's a really interesting point because if you know you put the hole in the wrong spot or or the liners are uh, are faulty, so you're right. Technology moves. I think what we need to do, and this was, uh, it's part of the dialogue with the region, the ministry, uh, and St. Mary's. Um, we we haven't done a great job uh, of of showing that the the environment and air shed are safe, mm -hmm. and what we are going to do to simply. Um, simply, you know, show that on an ongoing basis, you know, what are, what are you concerned with and should you have concerns? And that really is, uh, you know, I'm going to put on my Teflon suit for a second here. And uh, that is a Ministry of the Environment task. We don't have the staff or the expertise to do that. We've had a lot of experts come in and tell us this, but, you know, engineers don't tell good stories. No. <laughs> and aren't always the greatest communicators. Uh, so we, um, you know, we, we need to, we need to prove it and, and continue to show that to the public. Yeah. So you uh, kind of referred to my next question earlier on, but uh, there's a bit of a deficit in Clarington in terms of representation on the regional council. And uh, so what's been done to right that lack of representation? So a couple of years ago, Durham Region does have a policy where I believe it's every 10 years they're going to review the, the governance uh, at Durham Region. There were some uh, minor changes made at Durham. So if you look at the, uh, the municipalities, the northern municipalities are, are vastly overrepresented if you look at uh, representation by population, uh, which I'm not, a, um, I'm not a huge believer in. Uh, you know, if you look at Prince Edward Island and the representation that they have uh, in Ottawa, you know, it's, it's uh, pretty, pretty mind numbing uh, on that. So I think that there are other factors that, that roll in when you uh, look at that. And the decision of the day, which um, I would probably not go along with today, given the way politics have progressed, uh, was to, you know, take some away from Oshawa. Uh, you know, so... Uh, Ajax and, and Whitby uh, saw some more. Um, 
I, I think the misrepresentation is Pickering has, you know, has less in the way of population, but one more uh, councillor. If I were to revisit that vote today, um, I would probably suggest that we don't need more councillors, we need fewer. Uh, managing 28 councillors, uh, you know, John Henry is doing an amazing job. Uh, but, you know, everyone getting their two cents worth uh, is, is drawing debate out far too long. We did have uh, real optimism when the province undertook the governance review, uh, and they did a lot of work on that. Uh, I can tell you amongst the mayors, uh, we didn't plan what we were telling the consultants, but it sounds as if most of us said the same thing, which is, uh, please, you know, vastly reduce the number of, of, of people. This is uh, uh, too unwieldy. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the province, that got shelved. We, <laughs> we, saw nothing, we saw nothing from that. So if I could, if I could go back, uh, I don't know when we did that, five years ago, uh, and uh, depending if I'm around or, uh, you know, engaged and involved and, and, and share my opinion, it would be uh, smaller, not larger. That's a great idea because, uh, yeah, I've described to a, a supervisor once a situation at, at our workplace and um, she was interested in making some changes. And I said, well, the staff here is going to be like a, a charging elephant and it's going to be difficult to, to turn. Um, and so sometimes when that body, like an elected body, is that unwieldy and that large, it becomes difficult to get things done, right? So. Yeah, it, it delays. I mean, and, and it, it's not just it's not just council. Uh, I'm hearing that across a number of, of boards and bodies that virtual meetings uh, are dragging things out instead of making them uh, more more efficient. Uh, but you know, we've had we've had regional meetings that have been you know in excess of twelve hours, and and tell me that at midnight after being on a virtual meeting all day that I'm at the top of my game. I, I would like to tell you that that is true, but uh, uh, but you know none of us at that point in time are. So yeah, that's right. And uh, um, the interest level just drops the longer you're sitting, right? So well, um, I mean, for the public, can you imagine? So if there's an issue that you're really interested in that you want to follow, there is no way <laughs> that that you're going to make it, right? Um, so I mean, it it, it really is. Um, yeah, so we so I, I think we need to continue to have this little bit of a conversation. And if uh, you know the the province wasn't going to make changes, do we need to uh, do we need to revisit that sooner than the ten years, which is probably five years away from it? I'm not sure. Uh, and I'm going to guess that doing this between now and the next election is not going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> just a guess. I don't want to drag this Zoom out too too long, but we do have a couple other questions. So. Sure. Right now, what's your biggest ask from Queen's Park and Regional Council before the elections next year? Um, so it, it's going to be very consistent with what I said from the federal government. Again, go train, go train, go train. Uh, you know, a, a decision has to be made on the go train. That's both Queen's Park uh, and uh, Durham Region. Uh, focusing on, on Durham Region, uh, we need servicing. Uh, we uh, We've got companies that that would uh, move here, uh, you know, but yeah, they they don't have suitably sized lots. Uh, while work is underway, uh, and again, both the region and Queens Park 
uh, I'm, I'm going back to the affordable housing. I, you know, there's a theme to what my wish list uh, you know, is <laughs> yeah. on this. You're fairly clear. <laughs> You're pretty clear. Um, I'm going to add uh, one question, just the uh, the status of the Clarington uh, Curtis Waterfront Municipal Park. Yeah. What so is you it? want to know where that's going? <laughs> what is the status? <laughs> oh, uh, I am hoping uh, that, yeah, so oddly, we just had a year. We don't own the property down there is the problem, and, and, we, uh, and we never have. Uh, so not owning property uh, you know, limits uh, what you uh, what you can do. Uh, we're in negotiation with the uh, the property owner uh, right now to take a look and see uh, what is doable on on development on the you know just north of the waterfront. There, I'm not going to surprise anyone. Uh, we want the property owner to give us a, a whack of land. Uh, you know, and the property owner would rather not give us a whack of land, uh, but the dialogue is uh, is a very fruitful dialogue. The uh, study in that area is uh, almost completed, so that will uh, that will give us the basis uh, for possible approvals moving forward. Uh, according to a meeting last week, we are hoping that a year from now we could have an agreement as to uh, what's moving ahead. Uh, you know, and, and the owner is, you know, I don't know if people know who it is or not, but, uh, you know, very, very much engaged uh, local community guy, well, well known, uh, you know, who, who wants to do the right thing as well. So, uh, so hopefully, I've got a, a, a firm announcement and firm plans a year from now to, uh, uh, to, uh, to get some work done. We are working on additional parking uh, down there. So there, you know, there is, there is some little stuff. Uh, there's, there's definitely been some improvements, but there's uh, that beach access envy that we have in Curtis when we look at some of the access in Bowenville and certainly uh, the waterfront access in Newcastle. So, so, so you'd have to look back. Uh, if you go back 10 years, uh, you know, Bowmanville, uh, so East Beach uh, Park did not exist. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, we had to expropriate the cottages. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, a decade uh, you know, uh, plus or minus uh, in, in giving people access to the waterfront. So we, we have the largest waterfront of any GTA municipality uh, and had, and we're working on some of the worst access, but we're, we're getting there a bit at a time. And money is a minor. <laughs> it, it comes into play. Right. It's, it's yeah, just, just a minor, minor obstacle every now and again. What could you have done with $610 million? <laughs> Just saying. Right. Um, <laughs> certainly, the trails. Uh, I I enjoy cycling, and uh, the trails, you know, uh, east of of Curtis have improved so much, and and it's uh, really quite nice to ride on and walk on. I would imagine. So, um, we're yeah. Well, so so watch for Tuley's Mill, uh, the extension of that. If you haven't been down, oh, uh, that's awesome. That's an awesome area. Yeah. Yeah, so Valley's 2000. And the other really exciting thing, and we'll have to get some uh, some public feedback, but the Bowmanville Zoo uh, lands are now in our possession. Uh, they're not open to the public because we need to do some some work yet to make sure that stuff is safe. But connecting uh, connecting the uh, Camp 30, the Aaronvort Trail, uh, to that, uh, to Silver Creek, uh, again, phenomenal opportunity. So yeah, that's exciting. That's great. Um... 
what is your biggest priority now that you would like to have accomplished by the time the elections roll around next year? Um, so, so I guess I should be asking you that uh, and the public <laughs> and soliciting uh, feedback. Uh, but again, I, I, I want to see, and, and we should know in a, in a couple of months, uh, some tangible action on the GO train. And that's a decision that I, that I can't make, but it's a, a decision that I can try to impact and the region can try to impact. Uh, we have, uh, people may not be aware, uh, a proposal for a significant uh, wildlife preserve at Port Granby Way. We've been in dialogue with the federal government. It's uh, uh, surplus federal land, uh, and it looks as if uh, that, uh, again, might come into our ownership. Uh, that's a big, big piece. And while it seems out in the middle of nowhere, uh, 50 years from now, it probably won't be in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've mentioned the zoo lands. I'd like to see consultation on, you know, on the zoo lands. We've got in front of council, and I've got a, I've got a conflict on it uh, because of sitting on the Durham region not-for-profit. Uh, but again, uh, it, you know, and I'm saying I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself so many times. But uh, Clarington Council has uh, an opportunity to move uh, forward on the affordable uh, housing file, uh, and if I put my regional cap on. Uh, Durham Region not-for-profit and Durham Region, uh, there's been a significant difference in the region in terms of uh, not just getting reports, but actually getting stuff done. Uh, so I, I want to see that report card on those thousand units uh, that we promised with tangible, not just, yeah, we're working on it. Uh, and I, th I think we're going to be able to deliver tangible. Uh, here, here's what we're uh, moving ahead on. Uh, you know, public engagement, and boy, you're helping with this. Uh, I don't know how we get people more engaged to, to share what it is that they need uh, from us. Uh, so there's lots of work to be done, for sure. That's exciting, though. And uh, um, you certainly are consistent in terms of what you're looking for and what your focus is. So that's, uh, that's pretty you know, awesome. I'll, I'll throw a really controversial one out there uh, in terms of, of what we get done. And, you know, I didn't say what I needed from the, the feds in the province, but on, you know, the nuclear file. Uh, and not everyone agrees with this. So if there wasn't a bit of controversy, this would be no fun, right? It'll be the headline. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but, but, you know, on, on the nuclear file, uh, you know, Clarington is, uh, is, is poised. Uh, to, to have a very positive impact. As you know, Darlington is potentially a site for a small modular reactor uh, on that. Uh, we've got additional isotopes that will be coming out of Darlington, which is just awesome. If you think of the number of lives and the impact uh, that you're having globally, uh, you know, on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, so we need, we need the, uh, the feds in the province and they have stepped up in a way that they hadn't before. And this is a politically difficult thing to do because of the controversy. Uh, but the, the feds in the province uh, need to continue. If they honestly believe that Canada has a role uh, in, uh, in SMRs and, and there are benefits in doing this, uh, they need to be uh, vocal and, uh, and upfront and supportive of that. Uh, as do I, and as does the region. That's awesome, and uh, that's uh, that's great information. Um, it could be controversial, yeah. There's yeah, just just a wee lots bit. of well, opinions about that. 
I, I guess the flip side is, you know, with OPG's headquarters uh, coming here, you know, that is uh, you know, the potential employment there is greater than OPG. So that that is uh, quite possibly the biggest economic development uh, impact that we've ever had. And, and we should see, you know, 2023, 20, uh, we're starting to see some pictures of, of what that headquarters will look like. And then you look at uh, you know, all of all of the businesses that want to be close to OPG headquarters, mm -hmm. uh, huge, huge, huge. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's let's face it, if we had been fighting OPG year after year after year, that probably would not have been the decision. I'm speculating <laughs> mm -hmm. on this, but it's it's great news. And, and OPG is such a, a phenomenal uh, community partner. That's great. I'd like to thank you for uh, joining me today, and I uh, hope we can continue to meet to discuss issues affecting exit 425. Speak this anytime. exit sorry? I said any time. Awesome. This exit will be available on Instagram and Facebook under the exit 425 banner. It will also be available as a podcast under Studio 38 Audio's exit 425 and portions will be incorporated into an episode of I'm just a political idiot civics for adults. Look up Studio 38 Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To Adrian, Mayor Foster, and everyone listening, thanks again for joining me on Exit 425, current affairs information and education that goes where you want it to go. I'm Steve Ray. Thank you. And thank you.